0: going on everybody hope you're doing well on our next episode of society rewired we had the pleasure of sitting down with founder and ceo of the hurdle life coach terry liggins terry is a south dakota aces and resilience master trainer and graduate of the university of south dakota he is an educator and provides direct support crisis care, and coaching services to men and women in re-entry through his company, The Hurdle Life Coach. He shares his incredible story of overcoming adversity, confronting challenges head-on, and how approaching life like a hurdler can prepare you for what's next. We are greatly honored to have him on the show. Uh, This one's worth every minute of your time. Make sure you stick around and check it out. Also, if you're interested in hearing more and staying up to date on Society Rewired, do us a favor make sure you hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever platform that you're using currently. It gets us in front of more listeners, which allows us to get guests like Terry on the show. Also, check us out on social media platforms with the handle at SocietyRewired. We greatly appreciate the support and follow. Before diving in, we want to make sure we thank our sponsors. Uh, First, Rayfeld's Art and Framing, uh, located in downtown Sioux Falls, one of the premier art galleries in the Midwest. Uh, Check them out uh, or stop at their new location on Phillips near the Falls or online at rayfeldsonline.com. Audiovisual integrations has all your latest technologies to meet your commercial audio video needs. Uh, Check them out online at foss avicom Rocky Hayes Design. If you're looking for graphic design, website development, or business development resources, make sure to give them a call or check them out online at rockyhaze.com. And of course, uh, last but not least, we can't forget about our affiliate organization, Survivors Joining for Hope. SJ4H is here to help families financially after they have lost a loved one by suicide. They help cover unexpected expenses such as funeral costs, burial fees, grief counseling. Uh, so make sure you check them out online at sj 4 H. Dot org or online on all social media platforms. Now let's get rolling with Society Rewired. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the show, Society Rewired, uh, where we talk open, honestly, and candidly about mental wellness. I am your host, Brad Hurst. With me, the tenacious... The yes. persistence.
1: Here, here, here it comes. Yes. Here it comes. The I, creative. I, I purposely try not to laugh. And every time. He'll, he'll get into the first word or two, and then yeah. I just I start laughing.
0: Our co-host, Jerry Cook. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, now I feel bad. I got to come up with something cool for you. I'm like...
0: Nope. I, every I, episode. I sort of
1: respond to you, but then I don't have anything in response. <laughs> yep. like, hey, Brad, you're just amazing. You know? But I need, yep. I need to be more clever about it. No, every... Hey, Who... Well... Anyway, go ahead.
0: Yeah, As of every episode, you're going to get a new intro. I change it every single time. <laughs> You'll get there. Yeah. I, I got to do my homework. You got to figure it. it out. We have we an have awesome gentleman with us here today. We should probably we do. let people know who the other voice is in the yeah. room. <laughs> There's three of us present. Uh, with us today, Terry Liggins with the Hurdle Life Coach. Welcome. How's Thanks it going? Good. I'm, I'm happy to be
2: here. Here on a Saturday morning. Saturday morning, Brandon.
0: You almost had to get up real early. We pushed yeah, you,
2: you tried me for about 8 a.m. and I
0: <laughs> and negotiated
2: like, the time.
1: No yep. way.
0: Awesome. Yeah. This That's is great. not going to happen that way. Yeah. So, yeah, we appreciate we're...
1: you being here, man. Yeah, I'm happy to be it's here. Cool. It's cool.
0: Yeah, thank you for coming. Well, I guess just to kind of, I mean, kick things off, I'd like to jump into, you got a unique organization that you founded, you're the CEO of, the Hurdle yeah. Life Coach, can you Give us some details on that. How'd you get started? What's that all about? Let's kind of go down that road a little bit.
2: Yeah, thanks for asking. So we're we're two years old in February, so we're coming up on two years of incorporation. And it came together through the genesis of my own experience on the track as a, as a college athlete, but also through life. And at USD, where I competed on the track and field team, I was a hurtler and I did very well there. Actually, pretty high-performing athlete at USD. I have six All-Americans from USD, 12 conference championships, and in 2008, I became a national champion hurdler for the University of South Dakota. Go Yotes! Nice. Go Yotes! It's a big week for the Yotes, too. You're doing some work for them, too, weren't you? Yeah, we're excited about the Unite for South Dakota campaign, and it's just a lot of cool things happening in Vermilion. So, yeah, I was there as an athlete from 2003 to 2008, and I competed, and... As a hurdler, I learned the definition of hurdling means to sprint over barriers. And yeah, at that time cool. in my life, pretty powerful. You know, overcoming different obstacles and barriers in my own life, single parent home of six and things like that, North Omaha, Nebraska, um, I took this tenacious mentality into hurdling that I developed from going through obstacles and barriers in life. Yeah. And so as I was a college hurdler, I always had this mantra in my own head called hurdle life like I was hurdling on the track but I also was hurdling life as it was happening before me as a student athlete first generation and all of the challenges that have to do with it so the mantra of hurdle life had been with me since I was about you know 20 years old but uh two years ago after just you know post college and you know, stumbling and fumbling your way through vocations. I found enough faith two years ago to incorporate the Hurdle Life Coach with the core company belief that the obstacles and barriers in life are also meant to be hurdled. That's,
1: that's pretty cool. That's, that's deep, man. How do you, and maybe we'll, we'll go on a bunch of different directions, but like, it's such a great metaphor for life of, mm-hmm. hey... I used to run track in high school mm-hmm. and actually was a hurdler. Nice. And uh, so I'm, I'm hoping afterwards we can like go in the backyard and see. Not going to happen. I, I, I'm <laughs> telling you, I could, I could beat you, man. Well, maybe <laughs> yeah. over the first. <laughs> you could beat him. I, I out of here. I could beat you tripping over the first <laughs> hurdle onto the ground is what I'd probably beat yeah. you. Not going to so. happen. We'll film it, but but you know, like it's such a great metaphor for life. Like mm-hmm. you you're you're running on the track or walking or whatever it is, yep. and stuff comes up. Yep. And the bottom line is, you have to get over it, That's right? right? Or through it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe you go through it. It's not it's not easy, right? Yeah. It's not supposed to be eloquent all the time. So. No. But how do you, you know, mm. speaking about that, one of the things that I personally struggle with is like, you okay there's there's life right mm-hmm. in the track maybe the track today there's only one hurdle to jump over mm-hmm. easy stuff right mm-hmm. what about tomorrow when there's rather than one hurdle at every pre-measured mm-hmm. you know distance mm-hmm. like you run in hurdling yep all of a sudden there's Thirty hurdles in front of this one, and then twenty in front of that one, and like it just throws you way out of cast. Yeah. How do you keep like the the energy and the momentum? Because yeah. it's easy to say, just keep going strong, keep pushing, keep yeah. jumping over the hurdle. Sure. And all of a sudden, sometimes you go, "Holy shit! There's too many hurdles here, man!" Like yeah. I, you know, you just get overwhelmed. Like where? How yeah. is that? Because you, got, we didn't dive in too much, but you got a pretty diverse, yeah, you know, history and background, and so For I sure. could just imagine that rather than this nice syncopated run where you're like, okay, three steps hurdle, three steps hurdle, yeah. three steps hurdle. This guy's got it's history. Like, oh, man. <laughs> he knows
0: hurdling. He does. Yeah. I love Every when show he's into... got a sports analogy, just for the record. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I love when I run into high school hurdlers and stuff, you know, because they, they do get it. Uh, the the dynamics of the race so a lot of the time when I'm coaching or educating on hurdling life I'm explaining the dynamics of the race but hurdlers get it they know about the three steps and those things but honestly it still goes back to that like the whole thing is being able to help a person understand how we hurdle effectively on the track and how you use those same skill sets, techniques to hurdle life and so, one thing about hurdling, Jerry, you know this. I mean, it's it's a rhythm. Right. Once you get yeah. the rhythm of being a hurdler, you can put one in front of me or ten in front of me. Yeah, I've got the rhythm, right? And 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 the technique when it comes to hurdling, it's called lead leg, trail leg, and stuff, right? But there's little little things in life, technical things in life that. The little things make a big difference. You do your technical things well, right? You go to sleep early and and you rise early and, and you do your morning uh, routine and you get that workout going, right? And and get your mind in the right place and and your diet well and all these little things. Mm-hmm. You know, ha- having a peer group, whatever those little things might be, the the, the technique makes a big difference as a hurdler. So yeah. now as you. Set the foundation of good technique of being an effective hurdler, even over one hurdle. You can give me 10, and, I, and I've got the technique. I've got the rhythm. Um, speed is a thing that goes into it. Uh, one of the things I really love talking about, because I talk, I talk about like 10 different things to hurdle life. I really like reminding people that as you overcome hurdles and barriers, you actually become stronger and faster for the next one.
1: Nice. Yeah. So
2: when you hurdle one hurdle effectively technique rhythm speed confidence it carries to the second one so you Mm -hmm. actually get stronger and faster for each barrier and people don't Look back enough in hindsight to realize how much they've already overcome to give them that confidence and that that assurance that they have what it takes to to take on the next one or the next
0: ten. Using that that's past awesome. experience basically to carry yeah. you over that next hurdle. Yeah, that's pretty deep. That's a that's a really good analogy. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's it's great, and I like the fact of like the whole. You know, um, it's one of the things I'm not saying I'm great at, but I always try to do in my life too. I can go, okay, Hey, I'm in this moment right now. And this moment is amazingly awesome or it's, you know, super shitty, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but I've always got to take a step back and go, okay, wait a minute, this is a moment right now and how mm. I react, how, whatever. I might not be great at reacting right now, but mm-hmm. here's the reality of what's happening. I just got handed a time bomb, you yeah. know what I mean? And like, you're not going to react well to that. Mm-hmm. And then also looking back through history, yep. which is kind of analogous to the hurdles. There you like, go. hey, I made yep. it over this. There you go. So, you know, my my metaphor is always like, climbing mount everest you know sure. as a pro athlete or whatever or mm-hmm. a musician or whatever there's mm-hmm. you know there's the pinnacle at the top there's yep. the you know the the best hurdlers in the world and blah, yep. blah 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 but they're they're like literally a handful of people in the world that can compete at that level mm-hmm. and then down below you've got everybody from the you know person next door in their backyard who jumps over a little fence thing or whatever mm-hmm. i mean they're all hurtling over stuff you That's know and right. you can that same analogy goes to everything musicians yeah. Yeah, business people and that's know. what
2: makes it work right i yeah. mean we're busy right now and and our education services and our mentorship services um our direct support that we do with with uh youth and adults but you pick the playground the sandbox and there's hurdles there right, right yep we go right, workforce man. we go household right we go school or, yeah. or we go back to athletics you know whether it's track or basketball you name it yep <laughs> you, you set a goal. There are benchmarks. There are hurdles between you and your finish line. Yeah. And so, you know, we, 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 we have that, that convenience to be able to really carry this message into about anywhere and, 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 and encourage people, coach people into hurdling life. A lot of fun. Hurtler's mentality. I'll give you another one. The Hurtler's mentality says, I'm going to get over this barrier.
0: Nice. I yep. have
2: what it takes to get over it. It's the first thing you got to have. You cannot line up on the track as a hurdler and believe that you can't get over it. You, right. So right. the first thing is belief <laughs> and believing that you can get over it. Um, and it gives you this, because this, without it, you have a reservation. Yeah. And then without yeah. it, you you, you 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 won't go at it with, with that mentality, the hurdler's mentality. And the other cool thing is, And I haven't given this message in a while, so I'm getting really excited about it. (laughs) Is the the hurdle is designed to fall? Yeah, it's shaped like an L. So if you hit it, it just falls over. Yep. Hurdles aren't meant to stop you, brothers. Right. They're meant for you to get over. And (laughs) and as you get over them, you get stronger. They're actually for your good. They're for your benefit. Mm. You build strength and resilience over hurdles. Like we 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 praise God for hurdles. Give me more obstacles. Hmm. I'm going to get stronger. I have the mentality. Line them up. But the Hurtler's mentality is pretty, is pretty cool because you say, first of all, help people believe. You've got what it takes yep. to get through this separation, this divorce, to, to get through this loss of job, to, to get through this home, homeless in transition, yeah. formerly incarcerated, n- new parent, new job, new house. Yeah. you got what it takes yep. ah. to get
0: over this barrier. I love putting That's it into cool. people. So His you, sports analogies are way better than yours, Jerry. Just so yeah. I just want to make that clear. Like you're going ha- to top ha- your I'm hurdle game. My, like, I'm hanging out my one, sports, Jerry. <laughs> so,
1: so that was pretty deep, yeah. And that, and that goes to a lot of different things. Yeah. So like, you know, you brought up a bunch of stuff: parenting, mm-hmm. you know, marriage, divorce, both, yeah. all the stuff. Maybe, yeah. um, you know, if it's if it's good time, maybe go into how, yeah. how did you get here? Like we were talking before you got here, we mm-hmm. talked a little bit, and it's like. You know, you're recognized as a community leader and it's not like you just yeah. walk walk into you know, a walk room into one day that. and go, Hey, yeah. I'm Terry, I'm here and I'm a community leader. Like there's yeah. a build up to that, you know, like A through experience of mm-hmm. what you've gone through, but also through your hard work and dedication. So yeah, maybe just give us a background on like some of the yeah. some of the stuff, some, some of,
2: the of the
0: hurdles. hurdles. Hey. Oh man. <laughs> we, we did it. We did it. So cool.
2: Yeah, it's it's been a special journey, a special walk in life. So I'll be thirty six in June i'm thirty five today I'm a father of three. My nice. oldest will be twenty one in June, so you know he was given to me eight days after my fifteenth birthday wow. so I became a teen parent. you know yeah. one of the earlier hurdles is 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 being left with this responsibility of of being a dad right uh, i I liken it sometimes to a contract you can't get out of, and I don't mean to Make it seem as if it's a dreaded contract, but there's no going back from parenting right. once no. you become a parent. There's right.
0: not, right? right? And so
2: imagine being, you know, fifteen, sixteen years old, and and being now tethered to something that there's no way out of. Right. And you know that was a big moment for me as a youth to think about being a dad, and then how I felt about my own dad who wasn't there. And that was one of those first moments for me in life where I thought about. You know, what I felt about my dad. and I had a bunch of dark energy, like bitterness and anger and and frustration about his absence. And I knew that my son would have an opportunity to have a perception of me. And that was my initial motivator to go out and become a finisher in life and to really set goals and try to be something that when my son thought of me, he didn't feel what I felt. And so that was early on, um, one of the earlier things, single parent, home of six. Uh, My mother is amazing. Her name's Cynthia. She's in Omaha now. And she's had her own challenges with uh, life. Uh, One of them was substance use early. Uh, For the first 10 years of my life, my mother had a a dependency issue uh, to a drug called crack cocaine. Mm -hmm. And when we were... Ten years old. I was 10 years old in 1995. Yeah. She left the man she was with at that time because he broke a promise around Christmas and she said enough is enough. Yeah. She was sick and tired of being sick and tired and took uh, her and five of her kids to a women's and children's shelter for 90 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at 10 years old, I was a homeless youth at that time in my life, was pretty tumultuous, whereby I went to three different fourth grades, three different fifth grades. So I, I had this instability in childhood as well. Not that my mother was never there or that my siblings weren't tight-knit, but my dad wasn't. Housing was in, in unstable. Um, yeah. There was the dependency in the home, like I said early on. Today, my mother has 25 years clean from, wow. from crack cocaine.
0: That's amazing.
2: amazing. Yep. Yeah. So she's a one uh one of my biggest influencers or motivators. One of my top three is my mother and her mm-hmm. resilience. Um and then there was the not having the supervision because my mother was working those two jobs, my dad wasn't there, and then you find association in your neighborhood. Yep. And in my neighborhood, North Omaha, uh, drugs, violence, and gangs, you know, I didn't hurt too many people, um, but I was a thief. Uh, you know, as a, as, a, as one of those kids who didn't have the supervision and joyriding and petty yeah. theft. And yep. that ended me up in a juvenile detention center, juvenile probation, house arrest. And as a juvenile, in those situations, my probation officer required me to do an extracurricular activity. It started with basketball, which I loved. And then after the basketball season, I, I joined the track team as another test. Nice. Got a taste of success as a hurdler, and the rest is history. Ended up earning a, a, became a state champion, a school record holder in high school, earned a scholarship to USD, and then entered my next uh, chapter season in life as a first-generation college student. But that's awesome. some of what was happening yeah. in my childhood right? from a hurdle standpoint.
0: It's such a, yeah. uh, go ahead, Brad. Honestly, I mean, that's that's such a, at a young age, such a large, I mean, chunk of hurdles to overcome i mean that's mm-hmm. i don't think there's many people that you know face that amount of adversity that early on and, and to have that kind of responsibility i mean even having your son at, at at 15 that's you still managed to kind of get through that high school age because you would have been maybe a freshman in high school at that yep. point in time so yep. i mean you're balancing, summer after
2: my freshman year he was born yeah, yeah i
0: mean balancing being a parent at that age getting through high school because you had to get through high school so you could get to college mm-hmm. um and get that scholarship that's I mean, that's,
1: that's, that's incredible. Yeah. That's, Thanks.
0: It takes a lot of mental it's toughness of to yeah. right. to power through that and overcome those hurdles. That's, Thanks.
1: You know, and it, it's interesting, like a couple things and we don't need to get too deep on it, but like been listening to some podcasts and stuff like that. And one of the big things is, um, around drugs itself mm-hmm. and like if, you know, and like they've done experiments with rats when they're. In you know environments with friendly rats, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. they have purpose in life, right? And mm-hmm. when they have purpose in life, they like literally choose not to have the whatever it is, you know, water laced with cocaine or mm-hmm. blah, blah blah blah. So I think that's super cool. Like your probation officer, you know, your mom is a great influence on you. Mm-hmm. Then you have this responsibility of this child, mm-hmm. and then you have a probation officer that says, "Hey, man." We're going to get you out doing some things that whether you're successful or not, but let's give you some purpose and like that thing, you know, could have been like one of the biggest or is probably one of the biggest life changers in your in your and and not even that it's just sports; it's the fact that you had something that you could go do that wasn't you know stealing or Mm -hmm. you know doing all this other stuff. That that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: it's a cool, you know, space. Um, You know, hard hard things happen um, to good people. Right, we know that you know, you're not you're not immune from challenges. You know, even even no matter how good of a person you are, and the thing about childhood experiences, I love what you said, Brad. With adversity, um, children don't choose right those things. Right, things happen to children. Yeah, it's called adverse childhood experiences, Aces. I, I do that work today as an educator on adverse childhood experiences and what it means. For adults who have gone through those aces or had those aces and so I really appreciate using that word adversity But yeah, there's some things that happened to me There was things that I chose and there was consequences for mm-hmm. but the unique mix of, of those experiences and my choices um, set me up for college at USD where I became a first-generation college student and for the first time in my life I was a minority so in my in the northeast sure. sector of Omaha, oh, I was not a minority. Yeah, right. So now going into a predominantly white university, I become a minority. Man, and the I'm, world and,
1: shifted tra- crazy there. Yeah, it? and <laughs>
2: I was faced with what it was like to be different. Sure. Yeah. And but what happened for me then is, I, again, I had one of these. You know, before I knew what it was like called intuition, or you know, um, I had another one of those moments where, like, I have with my son, but this time it was like. Well, I'm different, but I don't want people to be afraid of my differences. I don't want people to um, be threatened by my differences. I want people to um, be interested and embrace my differences. And if I want that for me, I should give that to others. Yep. Straight up golden rule. And I just start being such a fan of other people from other environments. So I didn't know about the small towns in Nebraska, let alone the, all the small towns in South Dakota too. <laughs> right, but right. in Vermilion, I started meeting people from Corsica and Elkton and Faith, South Dakota and you name it, like Chamberlain, Yankton, you yep. name all these towns. And it was just like, they were telling me about their one and two stoplights and <laughs> you know, their graduating classes of 20. And, yeah. and it, was, it was all different than I knew. But I became such a admirer of their differences that it really worked out for me from like a making friends standpoint. Right. Right. I became very popular. All of a sudden, before I knew it, you know, not only the notoriety of being a good athlete, I was just a good person to people because I was embracing their differences. And then, you know, it kind of reciprocated on me. So I end up becoming our floor government president. And then I became the president of our Black Student Union, and it was the first time a minority led group was created at USD. Wow. And then I became a president of another student group, and then ultimately uh, the Student Government Association, and I became the student body president at the University of South Dakota. I became that's, that's awesome. the first African-American student body president. And it was around the time that Obama was getting uh, elected. <laughs> so like, so I, was right. South Dakota, I was South Dakota's Obama, guys. There you go. Right. Yeah, I Sersky. love it. Yeah, it's that's, funny. That's cool. Yeah, But it, it came with the visibility of leadership and the critique of leadership. Yeah. Um, and so when you you, you kind of take the fun nature of being in a leadership position... But you coupled it with the visibility and the critique, the pressure of being a, still a, a, a college athlete, right, And yeah. my practices and my high-performing nature and those different things, the academic weight, and then just, you know, social, and then joining fraternity. Like, I had amazing college experience, but it was also a first-time experience for everything,
1: Right, so right. you
2: know I fumbled and stumbled a, a, a through through things you know I had yeah. some some challenges there yeah. with you know being an active user of marijuana and getting that being busted in my dorm right. with that um, you know reacting with, with anger and uh, frustration when people did challenge me if it was any type of authority and stuff. And so, you know, being consequence and suspended from track meets and things like that, you know, at that time in my life, I'm a different person than I am today. I was so full of myself and (laughs) felt like my talent was my master key instead of my character. Today at Hurdle Life, one of our five beliefs is character counts and that talent will carry you where only character will keep you. Every (laughs) single person like are, are where they are because of their talent. Your talent has you in your chair. Yeah. Your character keeps you there. Mm. And, and I didn't have, guys, this, this character coaching that I have today in my life with mentors that I do for others. And back then, I was just a hot dog with talent. Yeah. And, you know, just couldn't be humbled. And yeah. so, yes, I graduated, got a bachelor's, got a master's, won those championships. But, man, my character was wonky. And uh, I, I, I I had many consequences because of the the lack of humility that I had then the the entitlement that I carried and, and a lot of the uh, overconfidence uh, was a part of what I was struggling with underneath the surface of what you saw. Yeah. with high academic yeah. performances and yeah. athletics
0: we did a i mean an episode on mentorship and i think one of the biggest things that you mentioned you had to be kind of humbled yeah at one point because back then i don't it would be difficult to be a mentor back then and kind of do what you're doing now mm-hmm. just with that kind of mentality and and that's a big piece of thing that's led you here to being able to find that humbleness mm-hmm. to be able to relate to people. Cause right. it's, mm-hmm. if you can't kind of bring yourself to each person's level, it's hard to have a in-depth conversation. If you feel like you're above or below somebody, mm-hmm. it has to be an equal playing field. And I think that's when you mentioned being humble, that's, that's a big piece that comes into mentorship, I think, and just being aware of that. so that's, that's an interesting piece, kind of going full circle back to we interviewed Laura Hayes, who I think yep. you've spoken to, and, and yep. so she she mentioned that in her podcast, so it's it's just interesting how it's kind of correlating across multiple mm-hmm. episodes here, so I appreciate you kind of mentioning that. for sure
1: yeah,' it's, it's, it's very cool. and I think with with that too, like as you're talking. You know, one of the things like, you know, just in our area here, you know, we're in South Dakota, a smaller community. I mean, we're in the biggest community in South Dakota, but in terms of like, you know, communities, you know, Omaha, Omaha -hmm. Omaha is way Mm -hmm. bigger. And of course you got Minneapolis and you get to New York and all this other stuff, LA. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the things like, as I um, grew up and this kind of gets into some like race relation type stuff. And I remember, so I used to work for Dactronics, and I would travel a lot, and I would take red-eye flights out of hmm. L.A. back or vice versa or whatever. And I remember this was around, it was after, like, the Rodney King riots. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember going to L.A., and I'm driving down the freeway, hmm. and like, I see the, it was Florence or Normandy mm-hmm. exits off the interstate. When I watched that on the news, being the little dude from South Dakota, mm-hmm. you're like, that's an eternity away, mm-hmm. right? Then I'm in the car driving down the freeway and I kind of went, oh shit, if I take a right or a left here, mm-hmm. I'm in the epicenter mm-hmm. of that, what wow. happened. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Wow. And then, so like it was really trippy to to think about that and mm-hmm. then also on the way home, at, I actually sat next to, which, you know, this was years ago now, so I don't remember his name, but a pastor, mm-hmm who was from a church in the area there. Mm -hmm. And just talking about, you know, and so I was talking to him about things of, you know, sort of what we feel here is Mm -hmm. like, oh, you take someone like Terry, who's raised in, you know, North Omaha or Chicago Mm -hmm. or Watts area of Mm -hmm. LA. Mm -hmm. And you go, why do you do drugs? Why hmm. do you steal? Yeah. Why do you blah, blah. You can you can list it all off. Yeah. Because all you have, and I'm doing air quotes, all you have to do is just go get a job somewhere. Wow. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like that's a pretty screwed up mentality for mm. us here to have. Yep. Yeah, But as I'm sitting here talking to you, mm. I go, man, here's this kid who, you know, in terms like had nothing.
2: Yeah. Close to
1: nothing. Close to nothing. Yep. Was given a, a, a great, you know, from your mom as mm-hmm. one of your one of your you know very important people in your life. Yep. Then you had this uh, PO mm-hmm. probation officer mm-hmm. who kind of steered you down a path to give you some guidance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then you start to feel some success at school mm-hmm. while you're going through. I mean, you can, even though Omaha is three hours down the road, yes, yeah. it's, it's like an eternity away, right? It's a completely different gig. Mm-hmm. So you come to school. Where now you're dealing with minority factors, all this Mm. other stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, my brain is (laughs) exploding as you're talking about it. (laughs) Because it wraps up so many different things, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think as we just pass stuff off and just go, well, this person, you know, one of the other things that frustrates me is you say, okay, well, and I'm not a sports guy so much. So, you know, sports person, X, (laughs) Y, Z. Yeah. Or musician acts or whatever. Look at this particular person Mm -hmm. who was able to, you know, jump the hurdles, Mm -hmm. climb the pinnacle to the top of Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. Therefore, everybody else should be able to do that. And you're Mm -hmm. like, no, man, that's not the way it works. And so, like, you being, you know, from North Omaha, coming through little town South Dakota, mm-hmm. but like rocking your world completely different. I'm like, man, those hurdles are huge that yeah, you had man. to go yeah.
0: through. I appreciate that. I know that adults clarity. that haven't faced that many hurdles yeah. at this point. So it's yeah. it is tremendous what you've done.
2: Yeah, and, and, and there's more to the story too. And you know, we'll get there, but I appreciate the clarity. I just really appreciate the mirror, you know, that that you're you're walking with me and you can see what I've went through and that there are similar to ter- ter- Terry's out there, right. That are just There's going- millions of them. Yeah. Right. Right. A- and we got to know that as we, as a community really look to do the work of, of making things right. Um, right. Mm-hmm. the work of equity is what it's called yep. right now. Uh, more equitable solutions and more yeah. equitable community, right. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. I talked about being different as a freshman in college. I define diversity as differences, as you know, so I, at 20 years old, I I became a practitioner of what it is to be, to honor diversity, um, to embrace inclusion, and now in this last little season of 2020, 2020, and 2021, really learning a lot about equity and providing this conversation as well.
1: Yeah, that took the that took the magnifying glass right out, didn't it?
2: Yeah, it did, mm-hmm. and it really exposed a lot. And there's a lot of work to do, and it's so important, Jerry, that there's guys like you and Brad. That are that are putting the pause button on their own experiences, and, and really saying, okay, how has my my experiences be different than others, yeah. and, and what does that really mean, right? You know, because we can be so assumptive with other people that they should have what it takes and be able to just get it right without this understanding of adverse childhood experiences, without this understanding of the variables and what it's like to not have some of the privilege and access that other people were born into. You know, I just said this the other day, and this is going to come in like a lightning bolt. I help people to understand a little bit about privilege by saying this. I inherit nothing from my grandparents. There's no land, there's no businesses and, and there certainly wasn't a lot of business sense or business practice that was handed down to me generationally. You know, but how many people you know, you know, or possibly yourself are in in that in that in that alignment of generational inheritance. Right. Yeah. That's a privilege, guys. Yeah. That's a privilege, and, and to be even more candid, those are white privileges, but that's your reality. You don't have to feel guilty about that. You don't have to feel like you did anything wrong. It's just acknowledging that you have privileges. Other people didn't, don't, and how can you use that privilege to be more equitable now and be more fair and not continue to do the behavior that we're not proud of in this country. We're not right. proud of the oppression.
0: No. Right. We're not
2: proud of the slavery. We're not proud of what we what we did to Native Americans. We're all Americans and we're not proud of it. Yeah. Right. You know, right. but how can today we unite with unity, with compassion, with understanding, with, with, with the acceptance of our realities, whether it was born in barely nothing or whether it was born with with more than most? Right. And be equitable to each other. So See, I love that you that's did such that. A,
1: such a great point on all of that. It's like, you know, being like you said, whether it's family legacy, et cetera, et cetera, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, how do we, how do we all collectively mm-hmm. yes. understand the fact that, um, you know, in my particular case, you know, I've got grandparents. That you know had land or houses or whatever mm-hmm. now granted that hasn 't necessarily come to me, but at mm-hmm. some point in theory, maybe some of that will mm-hmm. i don 't know i 'm mm-hmm. not really counting on any of that, but the thing is having the option to count on it yeah. is completely different than that mm-hmm. how how do you, How do we take, regardless of race, but we 'll just say, mm-hmm. how do we take you know me, Jerry Cook, the white dude from middle America mm-hmm. who has the options? how how does jerry cook relate to terry mm-hmm. or anyone else mm-hmm. that doesn't mm-hmm. because one of the arguments is saying okay well my grandparents came like this is literally a family history on mm-hmm. my mom's side mm-hmm. they came over from germany literally on a ship that that you know passed pa- the titanic after it sank like literally there was wreckage in the water with literally nothing, started farming, blah, 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 blah all that stuff. Yep. But they also had the opportunity to get land through land right. grants and that's stuff right. like that. Right. So that's a huge key point. Yes, right? it is. And then, so, you know, my family has built that legacy, or me, I've started businesses mm. from scratch or taken ones over, and, you know, hopefully they'll continue to succeed, all this other stuff. So yeah. I can argue, screw you i earned what i've got mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. but on the other hand how do we take that mentality which is true mm-hmm. and and also be open and mm-hmm. understanding to the other side so good and how does both sides be understanding and yeah. better yet how do we help each other that's right I think, because i think the bullshit of staying <laughs> in everybody's corner <laughs> mm-hmm. doesn't help man that's right
0: well i think a piece i didn't think about i mean we mentioned the land so i have being from St. Louis, my family's from St. Louis, we don't necessarily have the land piece, the wealth piece being necessarily passed down, but the educational piece. Mm. Um, huge. That's the piece, that we always focus on the money. We mm. focus on you know, what's being passed down, um, just financially and how that's gonna help you be a better person. But mm. as far as starting off from kind of ground zero, I think, I mean, when I look back, I had my father to look forward, look to for, education from a business perspective, from how to be, you know, a gentleman perspective, Mm. um, how to just kind of treat people well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had that experience. My grandfather also emulated that to me, having those generational Mm. kind of privileges Mm -hmm. being passed down to me because they were present. I think maybe it starts with education a little bit just because Mm -hmm. I mean, not everyone's going to want to hand off their, their land, their wealth, Mm -hmm. but if we can start with something, you know, maybe smaller and teach people how to acquire that and become kind Mm -hmm. of this, I mean, create their own legacy a little bit and create, uh, just their own generational kind of privileges Mm -hmm. and pass that down and make us a greater society. I think is, that's an amazing piece that you. I, when I always, when I hear people talking, it's always like money, 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 but really it's, it comes down to education too.
2: That's right. And mentorship, right? So it's, 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 it's really fascinating. This, this triad we got going here, this, this is really working. And, what I'm what I'm what I'm seeing now after listening to both of you and then you, Brad, there is that what are we trying to buy back with with the money and the wealth? Our time. Yep. Right. Right? right? So now as we, you know, ascend to levels of wealth and flexibility, we, we're trying to buy our time back. So what are you doing with that free time now? Right. That's what a Jerry Cook can do.
1: You have, you have, what, op, right, you have, op, you have options. Yeah. What I do you, would say money doesn't buy you happiness, money buys, buys you options. options. Right. Yep. And so, then those options, you can do whatever the heck you want. With. Now
2: you got this time to, to pour into the right. margins of our community yep. where there's single parent homes and there's boys without good dads and good granddads.
0: Yeah. Right?
2: You know? So it, it, it's, it's, it's now getting into the margins, sharing your experience with other people who aren't born into those experiences. Right,
1: man. That's awesome.
2: That's what it's it really about. does go
0: back to mentorship. Yeah. It
2: really does, and and and, yeah. and 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 it's important that we that we uh, peel back the onion on it, and not just say be a mentor, but understand the the power and impact of mentorship, yeah. what it looks like to mentor, why it's important. Right when we're talking about the, the 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 inequity of what is in some of the margins where they don't have good dads and good granddads, right. et cetera, that they didn't choose those things. So you you get time to mentor. Then now also, if you have some capital strength, you can invest.
0: Yep, right. You can
2: invest in, you name it, whether it's a minority-led business, whether it's, 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 it's a person or however it is, you can use your capital to help advance equitable solutions too. Nice. So yep. you, you, you use that capital as, as you accumulate it. I certainly don't generate my income only for my benefit. Yeah, You know, I've been talking about this, you know, in my inner circle that people don't understand is that in certain certain individuals, their income is not taking care of one household. You know, I am on call for my two sisters that are single moms and my mother still at yep. any time to also provide rescue. So nice. as yep. I am striving for more, you know, options and, and and income. It's not just for me. You're supporting it, it, a community. It, it's for others, right? Right. And so, how are we using our capital to help other people too, and not just yeah. only our own households and our own people?
0: Yeah,
1: that's super important. How how do we how do we collectively? And you're actively doing it, mm-hmm. but like for us and people listening to this, how do we actively come together and do that as a whole? Mm-hmm. How do we make personal success? personal wealth, meaning financial, mm-hmm. that's important, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you you know you've had nothing and you've had success Close now. to nothing. Sorry, I keep saying nothing. Yeah. Close to nothing. Mm-hmm. So I apologize about that. But, you know, you've come from different means, mm-hmm. right, with close to nothing. Mm-hmm. You're successful now where you can help your family out. Mm-hmm. How do we still... Allow people to be okay with that because you have to be right. Success is good financially, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but how do we also instill that to more people to go turn around? Because the only way to help some of these situations Mm -hmm. is to actually help them,
2: yeah. Get in there,
1: not just keep putting stuff in your pocket, whether Mm -hmm. it's your own time, your own money, whatever. Mm -hmm. You got to unleash a little of that Mm -hmm. to help the greater good, yeah. And how how do we do that? I mean, I know so many people that are super successful mm-hmm. that maybe they came from close to nothing too, and mm-hmm. they've risen to you know levels that mm-hmm. you know the three of us together can't could never get to or yeah. won't get to, sure. Which is amazing, good for them. Yeah. But I also know those people, some of them that like the, the hand doesn't come out of the pocket mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, you you know you could have such a great impact on Mm. people Mm. and it's this very self-centered look and like my brain just doesn't go there first of all but how do we collectively Mm. reach out to those people and it's not a financial thing Mm -hmm. it's if they've come like you you've been incarcerated Mm. you've had some drug stuff. You, mm. you come out of that, mm-hmm. so you're now reaching in your pocket to give that experience to someone else and say, "Hey, you're, you're there. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've done some stuff wrong, whatever. But mm. here's the deal: you can you can climb the mountain. You can mm. you can jump the hurdles. Yes, sir. The other thing too is okay. Here's you know, businesswoman, businessman, whatever, who's mm-hmm. super successful financially, but they got there somehow, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we how do we how do we just keep I mean, we're doing it, but how do yeah. we, like, more forcefully get this message out? Like, yeah. let's put this p- corner bullshit away. It doesn't yeah. matter where you I come from. I like getting from. him like fired up. <laughs> yeah. This Jerry
2: Cook guy. I can get him uh, fired say, up. Get <laughs> him <just> rolling. <laughs> I <was laughs> saying, throw <in> some sports <laughs> analogies. He's going to go. <laughs> he's, he's getting going. But, you know,
1: I mean, it's, like, how, how do we do that? I mean, it's so easy just to say... Let's all just get together and talk, but yeah. like there's got to be some,
0: yeah, some action to when it. we're seeing a lot of the extremes right now too, there isn't a lot of middle ground. I feel like social media has personified. You know, the far right, the far left, the far, you know, on each side is just, you're just getting such a scream. I feel like we're missing kind of coming together and being in that common Mm. ground area. And I think that's, for me, I feel like that's where I would like to get to, to really kind of have these conversations because there has to be some vulnerability and it can't be self-focused. It has to be more of a we focus. Mm. And I just, it's, that's my biggest challenge right now. And I I have to turn off social media sometimes because Mm. it's just, it's exhausting because yeah. You know, when I go to, I'm in part of Leadership South Dakota, I mentioned, yep. you know, just sitting down and having some of these more vulnerable conversations with the members of the group mm-hmm. during these challenging times was what really kind of carried me through and inspired me to continue the conversation outside of there with the podcast, because mm-hmm. I found that when you eliminate the group and get to a one-on-one level, that vulnerability is an option mm-hmm. and you get a deeper conversation and a better understanding. And even mm-hmm. with these podcasts that we do, I almost learn more... <laughs> I'm almost probably getting more out of this than any of our guests are yeah. just because mm-hmm. I'm yeah. learning so much mm-hmm. from people like you coming on and sharing their story that it's mm. just, it's inspiring and and gives me a whole new perspective that I'd never had the chance to, to kind of view. So for me, it's, mm. it comes down almost to a one-on-one level and, and opening up that vulnerable, that vulnerability door.
2: Yeah. I like all of that. Um, jumping right into some things whereby Social media can certainly be a part of the problem, but it can be a part of the solution. Sure, right, yeah. because a lot of people are there. so how are we showing up there? like yeah. what what, are, what is our message right. on social media, knowing yeah. that it's reaching so many? So you know it, I, I get it. take that fast. You know, sometimes you got to remove friends and people that just are just contaminating your space and not helping your own mental wellness and getting you in a place that, you know, is not good. And I've been there and that actually hurt me last year to have to remove some people that I admired uh, because of how they were showing up on social media. But if you go to my social media, what you will find every day and every time is something that's going to bring some hope um some positivity it's going to reflect unity and community um it's not going to be extreme in any way gentlemen i am not on a side i am on the bridge mm. i don't pick sides i'm on the bridge and that's what you're going to get every single time you you go to my mm. facebook or my linkedin and 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 see me there so let's let's know that we can use that as a tool to it. And, and we need to have good going on offense because yeah. we have a lot of polarization. We have a lot of opinions out right. there. God, keep the opinion. Jesus, keep yeah. the opinion, man. You I know, agree. Give me some direction. Yep. Keep right. the opinion. Give me some direction. Right. Keep the opinion. Provide an opportunity. Yep. Keep the opinion. You know, show me. Give me some action. And, and that's where, Jerry, you, you know, you talk about, you know, what can we do? For me, when it comes to leadership, there's a lot of ways to define it. For me, I start with the foundation of example we've got to be leading by example. We've got to yeah. be the reflection of what we want to see other people doing, Jerry. If you want to see more of your friends be generous with, with what they have, you've got to have that embodied in you, that you are being generous with your time, that you are yeah. being generous with, with with your capital, you're being generous with with your talent. We've got to reflect it first in example. So that that's the first thing I would say that we can do. And then the other thing is to have the conversation of success versus significance. What is it really about? Is it about right. being successful or is it about being significant? And, at, and before you can be you know, significant, there is that journey to success. But once you become successful, it's not about that anymore. Right. Once you get to this place, once you've already proven it to yourself, right? I proved it. I got a bachelor's degree. I yep. got a master's degree. I have a national champ. I proved it. I don't chase success anymore. I'm done with trying to be successful. Now my goal is to be significant. Yeah. And and I don't even have as much as others, but I've already come to the place to realize that I'm not chasing success anymore. That's beautiful. You know, and, and I actually, you know, changed my whole persona yeah. um after my after I started my reentry experience in 2016 where prior to to 2016 gentlemen I was Terry Successful Liggins on Facebook because all I was doing is trying to win more races, break more records and get more shine. And and after I went through my incarceration as an adult, went through my treatment experience, learned a lot about irrational and rational thinking, empathy, perceptions, um, responsibility, caring. The eight positive attitudes for change. This is this is part of the story, right? When I was talking about other hurdles, right? When we fast right, forward right. the tape, I ended up in a situation where I earned a federal conviction because of a failing to say to say no to something. I said yes to something I should have said no to. And after my bachelor's and master's degree, I I wasn't yet I didn't yet shed all of my old criminal thinking habits. Sure, sure. From childhood, that were developed as normal behaviors.
1: They're deep too, right? I mean that that that's a that's a yeah. key point. Youth youth learned behaviors mm-hmm. are hard to shed. Mm-hmm. As an adult, yeah. you have to consciously work to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And that that's man, that's a, yeah. that's a huge point. It's a there. big piece. It's, it's a, a big, big piece. piece. Because
2: I had the I had the material success. But gentlemen, I, I, I had not done the mental health evaluation, mm-hmm. the pause, yep. the work to think about thoughts, beliefs, values. Right. And, and after all of the wins, um, I was presented with an opportunity from some friends. And I said yes to something I should have said no to. And I, I had the influence to be able to say no to them um, and no to it. And I didn't. I was still subjected Subjective to wanting to fit in and be liked. And I earned a federal conviction in federal prison. Um, And I surrendered to federal prison in 2015 in Yankton. And I did 14 months there. It would have been longer, but they, they put me in a treatment program. And so that's what I was talking about. For 13 and a half of the 14 months, I was in a therapeutic community getting very intensive cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, with a very special population of individuals. And the program was designed to give you 500 hours of a nine-month treatment. I got 800 hours and 13 and a half months of, wow. of intensive treatment. Wow. And I learned irrational and rational thinking. I learned the eight positive attitudes for change, responsibility, caring, open-mindedness, objectivity, humility, honesty, willingness, and gratitude. I learned empathy for the first time in my life. I had no idea what empathy was until I was 31 years old in federal prison in treatment. Mm-hmm. So that entire time yeah. that I was parenting, that I was competing, that I was in yeah. classrooms, I had no idea what empathy was. Yeah. So and, and when that became a new learning for me, just, just light bulb moment as I start to feel what my children were feeling based on how I was behaving, I was able to, to take that, understanding and be an empathetic person now to everyone around me and 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 so now even in this time where you know black lives matter and blue lives matter and all lives matter you know what i agree every single life matters right and so for, for for me even as a black man I'm not anti-blue. I'm not anti-all. I want to see police police officers supported, judges and correctional officers. I want to see white men feel safe in their own privilege as well, just as much as I want to see Native Americans and black communities invested in. Right. Because I'm I'm empathetic. Because I get it now. I didn't get that at 23 or 25 or 28. And so this experience of of treatment and 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 being in that controlled environment was one of the uh, most impactful things that happened to me. And so now being a person who loves to learn, you know, for me a lot the safety was in the classroom. Person who loves to learn, I get my confidence in learning. All of my experiences were my classroom. I believe life is a classroom. Be a student. So now in this institutional prison I'm not only learning from these inmates and their experiences, I'm in this treatment program that will cost you a quarter million dollars (laughs) to get that on the outside. And there was a perspective that I got on the inside that I realized that I was being blessed in this experience. And so that's a whole other level of, of, of perspective to be able to still be thanking God for the hard times that I was going through, believing that all things will work out for the good for those who believe and are called to according to his purpose, which I am called according to the purposes of God in my life. So now, I release in 2016 with a bachelor's, a master's, all these president, presidential leadership positions, a national, this notoriety, but I come to realize that that's not what counts. That's, that's all those things didn't save me in the moment where I needed integrity. All those things didn't save me in the moment where I needed honesty. All those things didn't save me in the moment where I, where I, ha- I needed assurance and be able to step into my leadership. And so when I released I was no longer Terry Successful Liggins. I am now Terry Grateful Liggins. And my my goal each day is to be grateful, to be appreciative of what I do have, see the abundance in the day, be grateful for all that is given to me, and no longer be consumed by success, but moving into a life of having significance.
1: I'm laughing not because I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing because my mind is freaking blown. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, like I told you. It's it's, it's There's awesome, been three man. or four
0: times where I've gotten goosebumps, man. It's just been, it's been amazing. I It really has. I just, it's, I think these are the conversations that need to be had every single day. Absolutely. Just, it's Absolutely. incredible. I think what you're doing is amazing. I guess it, to kind of wrap things up a little bit, because we got to get rolling here a little bit, but it's, If Someone wanted to reach out to you, someone wanted to kind of learn more about the hurdle life coach, yeah. Where should they go? What should they do?
2: Yeah, well, they should call Jerry and Brad and say, (laughs) Who's the guy you guys had on your podcast? And don't you guys have his number? And the answer will be yes. So they're your friends, (laughs) they can get to you through me. Nice, I mean, get to me through you. Um, but I'll say this quick too, uh, Brad is that everything that I learn, I share. So one of my biggest motivators is teaching empathy and emotional intelligence to to people as early as possible you can't have that conversation too soon no right
1: that's true you
2: can't have it too soon that's true right so you know in our youth programming and our dope programming we can't have that conversation too soon no you know so empathy and emotional intelligence is so important in the mentorship and the curriculum that we do um just 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 Everything I'm saying, success versus significance. How do you define yeah. success? How do you define success? Right, having given these questions to our 11 to 17 year olds, yep. giving these questions to yeah. our recently high school graduates, our reaching college graduates. How do you right. define success? Oh, it's true. Right, having these types of talks. This is what we're doing. This is what we've created at herd of Life. This is our culture, mm-hmm. and 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 what we're doing right now is is is, is breathing into this community. Um, as at an education place. Diversity, equity, inclusion. But we need help. We need businesses to help that we can bring people to, so they can be inspired. We need business business mentors coming in and talking to our people, and and we need support. We need dollars so that we can provide the youth based incentives, the crisis care funding for adults who don't have what they need to have in order to get security after they're coming yeah. from incarceration or moving through homelessness. Right. We need to be able to take care of the time of our facilitator, of our director. We're a nonprofit. Right. And we're young and we've got goal income goals that we aren't there yet. So absolutely, there's an opportunity to give to our organization. We're tax exempt. We did that work. Yeah. And and we're here. And so uh, I'm on Facebook as Terry Grateful Liggins. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn as Terry Liggins. The Hurdle of Life coaches on Facebook as well. We got a pretty cool YouTube channel with other videos of me messaging that I've been doing over the last two years. But this community is a good community. We this is a this is a, a nice community, a good community to work in, to raise your family in. The 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 city and our and, and its leaders are are fig- wanting to figure out diversity, equity, and inclusion. I know this because I'm on boards and coalitions, yep, lending yeah. my voice. I'm not just saying this. Yeah. And and we can be a community on the hill. We can be something that other communities emulate if we can have the humility the gratitude, the honesty, if we can see the reality of situations and not point the finger for the blame game yep. and the guilt game and the shame game, if we cannot choose a side and be on a bridge, we can help people get through dark times, hard times, keep hope alive, keep suicide down, incarceration down, crime down, families together. I believe in this community and I'm here to help any way that I can.
1: You were walking the walk. Talking the talk and digging deep and giving back, man. That yeah. is. I agree. It's incredible. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Thanks. I, this is cool. probably one of, them, one of the episodes where I didn't talk, I talked the least just because I was so polarized by just what we were doing. So, I yeah. thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Yeah, You're, you're making welcome. a huge impact in the community and it's 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 inspiring. It really is. It wow. really is inspiring. If I
2: appreciate it. I know we lost track of time. I can't even tell you how long we've been doing either. it.
1: It's, it's close close to an hour, but I'll tell you what, man. Okay, it's it's an hour worth more. your time. It's, it's good. It's it was good. heart to heart to heart. You it know? was. And, uh, we'll figure out a
2: way to, to, to do it again, right? Let's continue the conversation. 100%. Thank
0: you. Much right. for joining us. All yeah. right well you know everyone make sure to like us on social media. you know also hit subscribe for us on all your listening apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. and uh, as always, remember when the sun goes down, the stars come out. Thanks everybody. that's right.